Well, welcome everyone to Church Online today. Uh, it's so wonderful to have you with us. Uh, my name's Travis, one of the pastors here at Parramatta Baptist, and I'm joined uh, today by Marg, uh, one of our uh, absolutely uh, wonderfully godly, uh, long-term uh, faithful servants here at PBC. Uh, and from wherever it is that you're joining us, we just want to say welcome, and we're so glad um, that you are. In fact, I've loved hearing the stories and receiving some of the emails uh, from people who are who are outside Sydney, who, who wouldn't have been able to attend an in-person service here uh, anyway, uh, but they've been joining us uh, online, whether it's from the South Coast, whether it's interstate, uh, even some people from overseas who are connected to the life of our church. Um, welcome. It is so good to have you um, with us. Uh, today, we're going to continue our series uh, through uh, 1 Peter, um, but before we continue, uh, since we've got you with us, Mark, I'd love to hear a little bit about how you've been experiencing the last uh, couple of months and what God has been up to in your life. Well, hi everyone. It's a real pleasure to be here and speaking to you today. Um, I have loved the online services. I enjoy that time of a Sunday morning just by myself, um, being able to uh, sing as loudly as I want to um, and to uh, be able to read, um, pause and uh, listen to the bits of the sermon again. It's been a wonderful um, resource for me. Um, God has been doing things in my life as I have been giving over some time to him um, in the spaciousness that I've been enjoying. Um, in the lead up to this time, I've wanted to connect more with Jesus, go deeper in with him. And one of the areas that uh, I've been challenged in is how I worship. And uh, so the Lord said to me, I want to invite you into a more authentic and vulnerable worship. And uh, I didn't know what that would look like um, until uh, at Easter time when Kathy uh, appeared on our Facebook um, pages with a photo of herself with the cross on her arm um, and um, inviting us to uh, pray for the persecuted church. Um, I decided that um, that would be a good thing for me to do too, that that would be a way of being vulnerable, um, showing my faith. And um, so I took the photo and I put it up. Um, I had a response from a friend that wasn't so positive and uh, she has since blocked us from her feed. Um, so that was a really interesting experience for me. I hadn't done much more thinking about it until last week. When I was at home, I was listening to some worship music and the Holy Spirit invited me to dance before the Lord. Now, dancing's not one of my great fortes, um, but there I was, freely pirouetting around my <laughs> lounge room. <laughs> um, it certainly was vulnerable and it certainly was authentic and it was uh, such a joy yeah. to be able to do that before the Lord. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Hey, listen, uh, just a reminder, we, we love hearing the stories of what God is up to in your life. So make sure you do uh, email the team, reach out to us in, in any way, call the office. Um, yeah, God is doing amazing things all across our church and we love hearing those stories. Uh, right now we're going to hear from Ken and Emma who are going to share a little bit of update about how God has been at work uh, in two of our ministries here over the past few weeks. G'day, I'm Ken from the Park Ministry Team. Um, one of the things I really love in winter is um, actually having a hot cup of, hot cup of tea or a hot cup of coffee and I am so blessed that here right beside me is is a kettle. I've got, um, I've got a peppermint tea bag here. Um, 
quite often it's something a bit stronger than that. And I have uh, the ability just to make myself a cup of tea or coffee. Now, I'm really, really aware that many people in our society, particularly down at the park, who we minister to, can't actually do this. They can't actually pour themselves a hot cup of tea or coffee, um, let alone get, walk to the fridge and actually pull out, you know, uh, whatever they feel like eating at, at whatever time. So... I feel really, really blessed with that. Um, it hasn't been easy, always through COVID, to uh, to manage to keep that going. Uh, we've had a range of volunteers who, for, for many reasons, have decided that they can't p- participate anymore. But we've had other volunteers who have now come forward and they've said, yeah, we can. So so that's really exciting. Um, and the results we're getting down at the park, just just the, the love that people have that we are still there and providing food for people um, and the opportunity still to pray for people, um, to get along them to have have a quick chat it might only be a few seconds now we're not allowed to have long things but uh yeah it, it's really good thanks for your prayers thanks to our amazing volunteers um it, it's a great ministry and it's going well thank you hey pbc so my name's emma and i'm just going to tell you a few things that young adults have been doing to stay connected recently so we have been meeting up weekly on zoom for our bible studies and we also had a worship night on zoom a few weeks ago which was really great For church on Sundays, we've also been Zooming, where we'll hang out and watch the service video together, and we've been able to have open mic, pray for each other, and discuss the sermon. This week, a few of us are going to be meeting up at the church to watch the service video together, which I'm really excited for because we're going to be able to pray and worship together in person. Uh, Well, thank you, Ken, and thank you, Emma, for those uh, updates. Uh, Right now, we're going to join in a time of worship together. And as we do, uh, Mark, would you do the great privilege of, of praying for us as we engage in this time? I'd love to. I want to bless each one of you that has joined us for the service today in Jesus' name. For those who are feeling tired or irritable, for those who feel lonely and isolated, for those who have something difficult to face during this coming week, I bless you with the words from Philippians 4.7, that you will know the peace of God a peace that is beyond any and all of our human understanding, knowing that that peace of God will stand watch over your heart and minds in Jesus. For those who are unsure how to navigate the next few weeks, who are fearful about the restrictions being relaxed a bit, for those who are feeling more vulnerable, I bless you with a strong sense of God's presence and protection. For those who are enjoying the spacious and simplicity of life at the moment. For those who are using their time to love others well and to seek a deeper relationship with God. I bless you with the desire and the knowledge of how to take some of this into your future beyond COVID-19. And now as we go into the rest of the service, I bless you with a tranquility of heart and mind that allows you to truly engage with what the Holy Spirit wants to say to you today. I bless you with an openness to hear and respond to whatever it is that arrests your attention, whether it's during the singing or as you're listening to what's being said. I bless you as you take that thought and process it during the coming week, that it will impact how you think, act, respond to others, in your worship, and in your relationship with God. Amen. Amen. Today's passage comes from 1 Peter 1, verse 13 to 21. 
Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him, you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and hope are in God. 1 Peter 2 verse 4 to 5. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also live like living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Hi friends, my name is Kathy Bates and we're doing a series in 1 Peter called Unmistakable. Last week, Trav kicked off the series with the first 12 verses of chapter 1, looking at the unmistakable hope that we have because of Jesus Christ, that one day Jesus is coming back and the fullness of our salvation will be realised. This hope, it's not some piece of knowledge that we tuck away for future reference. This hope informs the way that we live today. We live today in light of what is to come. Yesterday, one of my nephews rang to tell me that he and his wife are pregnant. And you know, when someone finds out they're pregnant, they don't just file that knowledge away as something they'll come back to in nine months' time. Right from the get-go, the hope of a new baby changes everything, doesn't it? It changes what you eat and drink. It changes how you think about the rooms in your house. It changes what you wear. It changes how you see yourself. You start exploring this identity of what it means to be a mum or a dad. And you start planning for what it's going to mean for your work. The hope of what is to come changes the way that you see and do life now. That's what's going on here in 1 Peter. Peter has reminded us that the hope of our salvation that has begun now but will be fully realised when Christ returns changes how we live now. And so the passage that we're looking at today begins with a therefore. In light of this coming hope that we have, therefore, do three things. Prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. And set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. Let's look at each of those three things. This is all about living today in light of what is to come. Firstly, Peter says, prepare your minds for action. And I love this. The literal interpretation is gird up the loins of your mind. So you have to picture a guy in the first century and he's in long flowing robes and he's to to 
gather up those robes so that he's ready for action. This is the same way that God instructed his people back in the Old Testament when they were in Egypt and they were to escape out of there. And and God gives them the instruction the night there he miraculously delivers them to tuck their cloak in their belt so that they're ready to go. So preparing our mind for action isn't passively thinking about doing something, but rather it's positioning our minds with a readiness to obey as God asks. If we were to translate this into Aussie slang, I think it would be something like roll up the sleeves of your mind. Position yourself to say yes as the Holy Spirit leads. I've loved loved reading um, the open mic stories in our e-news. And if you haven't been reading them, jump in and have a read each week. I loved the story a few weeks ago of Marg rolling up the sleeves of her mind one morning. Um, She just sensed that, that God was calling her to costly worship that day. And so as she was out walking, the Holy Spirit prompted her to pray a blessing over the strangers that she would meet that day on her walk. Was this out of her comfort zone? Absolutely. But because she had prepared her mind for action that morning, she was ready to obey. I love the story of the two Lynns. One Lynn was unwell and in need of soup. The second Lynn rolled up the sleeves of her mind and without knowing the need, felt led to make soup, which she delivered with a timeliness that only God could orchestrate. And then there's the story of Lyndall rolling up the sleeves of her mind, having visited her neighbour in hospital. She was just saying to the Lord, I would love to continue the faith conversation that we've started. And so she asked God for a further opportunity to connect with her neighbour. Sure enough, she pulled into her driveway just as her neighbour was walking past. Peter, we know that you're watching and we are so pleased that you are joining us now, that you have renewed your commitment to Jesus. This is a shout out to you. And so as we live today in light of what is to come, prepare your mind for action. Be alert. Be ready to obey the Holy Spirit's promptings. Weirdly, I think, readiness for action is actually found in stillness with God. Taking time each day to just park the busyness and distraction and recentering on him, just inviting his Holy Spirit to lead you in the midst of all that your day might hold. That somewhere in the mix of that, you will still hear his quiet, still voice prompting you to partner with him in very specific ways. It might be as simple as pausing to pray for someone or sending a text of encouragement. Or it might be something more bold, like the stories I've shared. This is really at the heart of how we're going about being salt and light. And if you're not sure how to discern the Holy Spirit's leadings, just be attentive to just those thoughts that keep coming to mind. And if it's in line with scripture, I just really want to encourage you, take a leap of faith and act on it. The more we step out in faith, the more we will learn to recognize the Holy Spirit's promptings. 
So I want to invite you to hit the pause button on your device in a moment. And I do want to invite you to make a fresh commitment to the Lord about preparing your mind for action. For some of us, it may need to start with repenting of things that we have allowed to dull or overwhelm our minds recently. For others, we might need to repent of old narratives that tell us we can't, you can't do that. You don't have the skills to do whatever it might be. And so we disobey those promptings because of our old narratives. For others of us, we may need to repent just of plain old unwillingness. And then in the quietness, would you express your desire to God that your mind would be prepared for action? Ask for the Holy Spirit's help to discern and act. And so just take a moment right now just to hit that pause button. Just take that time with the Lord. Okay, so Peter calls us to live today in light of what is to come. And the first thing he calls us to do is to prepare our minds for action. The second thing is to be self-controlled. Again, self-control is motivated by a future orientation. Can I come back to the example of being pregnant? You know, just like a woman who finds out she's pregnant starts changing her diet today because she has her eye on what is to come, there's a similar sense here. We won't just gratify the desires and impulses of today. New life has been birthed in us through Jesus Christ. And so we are living for the day when Jesus comes again and the fullness of our salvation will be realized. Christianity is often misunderstood as being having to adhere to a set of rules. But the truth is, it's actually about living out the new identity that we have in Christ. And so when Peter says, be self-controlled, he goes on to remind us of our identity. Firstly, that we are children of God. Verse 14 says, as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires that you had when you lived in ignorance, knowing that we belong to a heavenly father and we're loved by him, means that we will live in light of that relationship. Not just living for ourselves and gratifying the desires of today, but living out of respect and love for the one who loves us, living in a way that honours and pleases him. Secondly, Peter reminds us that our identity is as strangers in the world. And Trav picked up on this last week. Verse 17 says, Since you call on a father who judges each man's work impartially, live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. I don't think we like thinking about the father as a judge. And yet Peter, who sat under Jesus' teaching, knows that Jesus made it clear that the things that we do will be judged. For all who commit their lives to to Christ, the judgment is not whether you're good enough to make it to heaven. Jesus has already made certain of that. And yet the things that we do on this earth will still be weighed up. So don't live 
like everyone else. Don't make the standard of living for yourself and living for today your standard. We are strangers here. Don't feel ripped off by the things that you don't have and don't get to do because of your commitment to Jesus. One day, all of those sacrifices will be acknowledged and celebrated when Jesus Christ returns. When following Jesus feels costly, remember that you are living in light of what is to come. I asked some people the difference that it makes practically knowing that they are strangers in the world. And this is what they said. As a school teacher, one of the ways that I recognise myself to be a stranger in this world is how I choose to spend my school holiday time. Uh, So I invest in time overseas in developing nations, training and equipping teachers in those countries to teach their own students uh, from the perspective of the gospel, um, knowing that they are sowing into an eternal kingdom. So working in the business world, uh, finance has always come up as an issue. And I think actually in probably every industry, there are big ways and little ways where people push the line a little bit. Things that could be described as theft or even petty fraud, if you wanted to name it that way. And I often find it's not easy, but sometimes... Uh, it's really powerful thing to say no to people and also to try and say it in a way that um, doesn't come across as self-righteous, but it's more like saying, hey, that's not right, let's go this way and and choose the right way to do it. Working in the business world, I often find that people also don't seem to feel valued or even recognised or even noticed as a human being. And so one thing I do where I work is I try to memorise everybody's names in the building where I work and I try to use the names. And, and you often notice that people are surprised that uh, that you remember their name and that you actually spoke to them. It also gives you a reminder yourself that you, you, you're actually talking to someone here made in the image of God and you're talking to someone who's coming from a whole context of life and um, it just helps me get on that level again with people. For me, living as a stranger in this world means that I have to prioritize my time. I work as a scientist and the work is demanding, but also just the way life is around here, it's very distracting sometimes. You don't have time to do the things that are of priority. So how I sort of um, make sure that I'm doing the things that God has called me to do as a Christian uh foremost is to prioritize my time so day to day that means um yeah taking the time to study the word of god meditating on his word by the help of the holy spirit and also not giving up fellowship with fellow believers during the week so every tuesday i go to house of prayer and during the course of the terms when there's um, stuff like uh, life in the spirit or the heart of men courses i try to join that as well so that I can also continue to build my spiritual foundation. And every Sunday, always there being in the house of God and meeting with fellow believers and fellowshipping. For me, that really um, helps me prioritize my time here on earth as a stranger. And also um, the other thing that really helps me is having regular scheduled times of prayer and intercession with friends. So ever since I've left Perth in 2016, every Tuesday night around 10 or sometimes around 9 
I do pray with a prayer partner and we've continued that for the past five years. So those are things that help me in just uh, living my life here as a stranger, knowing that yeah, I'll give account of each and every time that I spend here on earth. Thirdly, Peter reminds us that we are living stones and a holy priesthood. 1 Peter 2.5 says, You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. Temples and priests were familiar concepts for those who first heard Peter's letter. In the Old Testament, the temple is this special place where God's presence dwelt. And the priests, were, were they, they were holy. They were set apart. They, they had special access to God on behalf of the people. I reckon if the average Old Testament worshipper was told that one day you and I would be the temple and we would be priests, they would say, no way. That kind of privilege would be beyond their wildest imagination. And yet with the coming of the Holy Spirit in every believer, that is exactly what has happened. And so we don't take this identity lightly. Being living stones of this new temple means that we now bring the presence of God wherever we are. The Holy One dwells within us. And so we will be self-controlled when it comes to, to things that belong to our old nature because we are respecting the presence of God within us and we are representing his presence to others. Similarly, as priests, our calling is to live as holy lives that are set apart, lives that are different to how everyone else lives. Peter says, as priests, we are to offer spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God. The New Testament identifies what some of these spiritual sacrifices are. The offering of our bodies to God for his service. The giving of gifts to enable the spread of the gospel the praise that we offer to God and the the doing of good and sharing of our possessions. And so in all that we have become because of our new identity in Christ, Peter calls us to be self-controlled. We are not living for ourselves and we are not to live with only today in mind, which segues nicely into Peter's third and final point. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. Always live with this in mind. Jesus Christ is coming back. Look forward to what is to come. If there are things about this life that you find hard, one day it's all going to be done and dusted. Suffering, injustice and hardship will be no more. All things will be made new. But also know this, every sacrifice that you make now in order to live as God has called you to will be remembered by him. It will be worth it. One day you will look back from the other side and you will be truly glad for every good and self-sacrificing choice that you made. Because one day you will hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. So don't live for today. Live today in light of what is to come. And as you do that, your holiness will be unmistakable. Would you join me in prayer?
Jesus, lift up our eyes that we would live in light of eternity. We live in such a today-centred culture. Teach us increasingly to live in light of your return. Lord, I pray that this week our minds would be prepared for action. Help us to be sensitive and responsive to the Holy Spirit's promptings. And Lord, I pray that we would be so sure of our identity as your children, as strangers in this world and as living stones and holy priests, that our desire to be self-controlled would grow and grow because we are learning to live out our new identity in Christ. And Lord, today, help us to set our hope fully on the grace to be given us when Jesus Christ returns. Thank you for this hope and teach us increasingly to live in light of it. In Jesus' name, amen.